Blog Talk Radio. Come get you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. All right, my clip won't play. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well. Yeah. We're not going to worry about that then. <laughs> I was waiting for it to play, and I was like, oh, no, it's not playing. <laughs> Sorry about that little dead air there for a minute. <laughs> but uh, welcome, you guys, to another new edition of Buzzworthy. We were on earlier this afternoon. We're on again at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the same day. It didn't change yet. It's still Tuesday. <laughs> August 18, 2009. We are joined by tonight, though, Miss Judy Evans. Hi. Oh, hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. And let me, in- well, let me reintroduce you to Miss Elvira Roussel. She's joining us on the line right now. Hi. Wonderful. Hi. <laughs> hi, how are you? Good. We're all here. That's good. <laughs> Let's keep, <laughs> Let's go forward. Let's go forward. All right. So I have to tell you, I, I want to I want to humbly apologize that we didn't get you on earlier for our Guiding Light tribute show that we had. We wanted you oh, to no problem. No worries. No worries at all. So in in retrospect to that, we're going to have our nice little Guiding Light tribute show with you today. <laughs> right now. Right now. And... Uh, you know, I never really got to see you play the original Beth Reigns when I first started watching Guiding Light. Beth Chamberlain was already established into the part, but uh-huh. uh, and I I got to see my very first episode of you as Beth when CBS re-aired a 19, the, the nineteen eighty three episode when Bradley told Philip he was not a Spalding on New right. Year's Day two thousand three. Uh huh. That was my wow. first time. Yeah. That was my very first episode of seeing you as the original Beth, as well as seeing Krista Tesro as the original Mindy. So that was a wow. that was like that was a nice little nostalgic moment. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Yes, yes. Do you want to tell yes. us what it was like creating that role? It was very exciting. It was um, such a very complex character, and it was written so well. Um, and working with Jim Rephorn and Tina Sloan and, of course, Grant Alexander and Krista and Michael O'Leary, it was just a really magical time, very uh, electric. Um, difficult, you know, the storyline was very difficult, but certainly cathartic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes Beth, Beth went through a lot of, uh, a lot of trials and tribulations, um, your three years while you were there. I mean, you guys, as I mentioned to Krista earlier, I love the Four Musketeers. Thank God for YouTube. I was able to check that out. Four Musketeers. Um, Guiding Light on the CBS.com website put up some wonderful little uh, little clips of, uh, of Guiding Light from yesteryear. Uh, one of those clips was when your character was raped by your stepfather, um, Bradley. Right. That, when I looked at it, I, that was very gritty, that was very raw, and you you went there with it. Doing that storyline, how much 
did that how much did you put yourself into that into that one specific storyline? How much did that drain you? Anything of the sort? Um, it was it was a lot of work. I I tell you that um, I cried an awful lot, and for many 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 I remember many days in a row, and um, I did a lot of research on that. Um, talked to a lot of people about that. Um, read as much as I could. I mean, we didn't have the internet back then, so we had to rely on things like the library, if they if they're still around, <laughs> and. Um, really put a lot, actually, of myself into that. You know, we all have things that happen in our lives that we can, as actors, draw upon. Um, sometimes they're not to the degree of the, the actual thing we're playing, and sometimes what we've experienced in our life is much more, uh, much stronger or deeper or yeah. darker. So, you know, you can put yourself into a lot of places, and that's, you know, the gift and the joy of being able to be an actor is that you can completely let yourself go into something as dark as that. And um, I tell you, it wasn't until years later that I had to see a psychiatrist because I got to cry and and get everything out that whatever was bottled up in me got to come out through my job. So it was actually, you know, probably saved me a lot of money down the road. (laughs) (laughs) My God. I, I think that's the first time anybody said that about an acting role helping, you know what I mean, with all these different things. Yeah, it really actually was very, very, very good for me emotionally. Mm-hmm. What was so, it? What was? Go ahead. No, I mean, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. No, I was, no. I was, I was just going to ask, winning, winning the Emmy for playing that role of the in the three years that you were there. How exhilarating of an experience was that for you? It was very surreal. I, I was. You know, I, I so much happened in the, in the space of such a short time that um, I don't think it really caught up to me mentally or emotionally for years later be, because I, it was just such a gift to be working and to, I mean, I didn't even realize that there was any kind of recognition for getting to do something you love to do. And it was mm-hmm. certainly very surprising and exciting. It was really a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. Will, will you be at the Emmys this year? No, actually. Um, they're on the West Coast again, and this year I'm on the East Coast, so I'll be in uh, actually still in New York working when uh, they're going on. I, I returned to, I think, L.A. a week or two afterwards, unfortunately. Oh, I wish okay. I could be. Are you going to be there? Okay. Yes. But I, I wanted to say that uh, you've got a new uh, a new show. Can you talk about that? Yes, actually, I've been uh, working on Elderwell Turns, um, playing a hmm. How would I explain, Maeve? Um, an abused. <laughs> I don't know why, but I keep playing these abused women. I, you know, maybe I need to go back to the psychiatrist, and I don't know, discuss something, because I just realized now it's yet another abuse. I mean you know, more yeah. physically than sexually abused, but certainly in another victim. Boy, hmm. <laughs> that's um that's interesting. That's very Freudian. <laughs> Isn't that but, funny? Um, yeah. It is funny. It, I, I I don't know. And I, I'm so I mean, at least at this point in my life I'm so the opposite of that. That it's hard to it's actually even harder now to play that than it was back then. Because back then I was young and, you know, bruised from 
you know, things that have happened in my life that uh, that I'm a totally different person now. And then I keep getting cast. There must be something I'm still missing. Right. <laughs> so funny. Well, your first air date, I understand, is going to be August 26th. I believe so. I'm I'm not sure about that, but I think it is. Yeah, August now, 26th on As the World Turns. Now, your character yeah. is going to be involved with Holden, right? Um, played by yeah. John Hensley. Yes, uh-huh. I, I actually have been asked not to talk a lot about it uh, or to give away much, but it's it's really going to be pretty fun. Okay. Well, and, um, start watching then. That's all. Do you want to talk about <laughs> any of your, besides you did that major storyline on Dining Light, but do you want to talk about any of your happiest memories from being on Dining Light or things that you look back on? Yeah. A couple of happy memories actually were um, a couple of remotes that we did. The whole New York remote with Krista and Michael and Grant was uh, very intense and very fun. It was great to be on the streets of New York in the middle of wintertime. And I remember it was just freezing and we'd have to run home after being out in the cold, you know, for hours and, and take very long hot baths. Everyone was talking, worried that they all had frostbite. And then the other re- remote was the one on El Montauk with Vincent Arizari and riding. Um, we got to ride on the Jordache Palomino, which was at the time a, a, at least a big deal for me. I'm a real, uh, horse person, and, uh, and to work with the Jordache horse was just, I don't know, was like a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is, this is a funny, co- not funny, but it's odd coincidence of life. I met Vincent. I was having dinner in a restaurant shortly after I left Guiding Light, and Vincent was in the same restaurant, and he came over to me and he said that uh, he was going to be coming on Guiding Light. And I said, oh, and I just left the show, but you're going to have a wonderful time. The cast is fantastic. And we had a nice long talk about it, and I wished him luck, and then he went on to have such a great career. It was very exciting yeah. to actually meet him right before he stepped foot in the studio. It was just great. Just before yeah. he took off. Yeah, he, just, he was, yeah. he's a wonderful Wonderful person, a wonderful actor. Really, yeah. he really brought a lot to that the role, and it certainly brought a lot to the show. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. We had a we had a question earlier in regards to um, Vincent being on the show with Lou Jack with you. Uh, which leading man was your favorite to work with, Vincent or Grant? <laughs> and I was like, you know. <laughs> oh, that's such a hard question only because it's like when people ask me which do you like better the east coast or the west coast they're both so different they both have wonderful qualities it's hard to say which one you like better but yeah. you know I, I know this this is going to sound like a cop-out but i love them both very much and for very different reasons i mean they're right. both completely different actors but both wonderful in their own right that's right that's true i, I just very different personalities. Yeah, they really do. Yes. Very different, but very cool. I have the vivid memory of just Beth and Lujak on the horse. Not on the horse. That was, that was, (laughs) that's only because it was in the opening sequence. (laughs) Oh, oh, right, right. I forgot about that. No, it was really fun. And to ride full tilt bareback down the beach was just a, a memory I will never, ever forget. It was, so exciting, and that horse was really an incredible horse. Not to say Vincent wasn't incredible, he wasn't incredible too, but being a horsewoman, I, I just, I was in love. <laughs> right. That's oh, too cool. To it's good to know that you were a horsewoman before you start barreling down the beach, right? 
yeah, you know, they said, can you write? And I was like, well, yeah. And then, but <laughs> and I didn't know ahead of time that I would be writing bareback with a bathing suit right. on, which actually turned out to be bruising, <laughs> if I can just say it. It, yeah. it, the horse had a very uh, lo- lovely horse, but had a very high backbone uh, and um, very pronounced backbone. So it was a little painful, I have to admit, but still exhilarating to be riding like that down the beach was just, I don't know, was a, really a dream come true. And that horse was just gorgeous and sweet and amazing. Well, do you keep in touch with any of the Guiding Life cast? You know, I've seen Krista throughout uh, the years and you know I've, I've worked uh, I've crossed paths a couple times with uh, Jim Rebhorn, um, but not really you know it's so funny because you get so close you're working day and day I mean the cast becomes your family but when you go off or they go off it's it's like going off to college all of a sudden you know your lives change and and I, I'm not really a great one about I have to admit I'm the worst about keeping in touch with people. I just am the worst, and I feel horrible about it all the time. But not, needless to say, I you know, I just didn't really keep up close right. pro- relationships with most people. Right. Yeah, we we discussed that earlier. It seems to be the, the way. This is such a, a an existence in actors' life. You, you You become friends. You have a company of actors. You do a show or a play, and then you move to your next company of actors. You know, it's life. I know. We're like um, like a little, um, well, Gipsies. like whores. Yeah, like and it's so funny because you get, like Gypsy, you get very, you know, close to people. I mean, you, t- you talk about the most intimate things, and you get very, very close to people, and you know people very well, and then all of a sudden nothing. And it's just, the, it's very odd. Well, I grew up in the circus, too, so uh, that's not uncommon in the way I grew up. You know, you you move from town to town, you get close, and then you move, and you get close, and you move. And you can revisit, but you just it's it's very difficult to keep that relationship up. And it's so intensive when you're working on a show or a film or a play. It's so intense. And then it's like, it's it's really weird. It's a very, very odd. But I think that because you grew up that way, like many army brats and stuff like that, you're used to the uncertainty of the show business. So the adapting oh, to a totally. new to group at, uh, is, uh, is, is a lot easier for you in a funny, odd way than it would be if you grew it up is. in a small town. Yeah. It well, is. It's very, it's very easy. Well, have a great night talking, and it was great catching up with you. And uh, I wish you all the luck in the world, and I will be seeing you very shortly. Okay. I can't wait. I look forward to it. Okay. Great talking to you, too. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks, Vera. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So great. So great. She oh, was such a so trooper awesome. today. Trooper she's today. So I mean, wonderful. It was a two-hour block today when we did this show earlier. I mean, she And she stuck it out thick and thin, man. That was just mad, mad props to Elvira. I was like, thank you. know, I was like on hands and knees, like, thanking her for being a part of that, so. It was, oh. it was wonderful. Very, very wonderful. She's such a lovely lady. And it, it almost felt like we couldn't even make it through the end of the show without feeling like we were ready to cry. <laughs> oh. You know, because, I mean, I still cannot get over the fact that this show is leaving us. And I know, I know that it's definitely a part of your life. And I know you probably, you know, you, might, you, know, you might have been equally devastated to hear about the news. 
Definitely. And, you know, honestly, it's like I I haven't been able to even process it because I still don't believe it's really happened or happening. You know, it's just, it's unbelievable to me. Unbelievable that an icon like Guiding Light won't be on the air anymore. Just, it's unbelievable. And I I, I can't, I I still can't grasp it. I really can't. Yeah. And it's it's now the bad part of it is it's now starting to sink because I said earlier it's exactly a month from today, like it's going to be leaving. I'm like, oh my oh. god, <laughs> that That's was so like devastating. The, that was the worst thing to realize during that show. That was so awful. And and Krista even mentioned that she found out it was going to be replaced by a game show. I was like, yeah, not nothing can replace Scotty Life, no matter what they're no. going to put. Nothing could replace 72 years of an iconic soap opera. There's no way. When you think of it daytime soaps, you, you think of daytime soaps, you think of Guiding Light right away. Right, right, right. It will definitely leave a void, mm. a very huge void. Yes. So I do have a caller for you. Uh, this is Dawn Griffin from Soaptown USA. How are you, Miss Dawn? Hello. I am back again. <laughs> How are you? Hi, Judy. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yourself? Good. Haven't seen you since, like, 2005, I think. The the last date that I went to, yeah. That's the last time I saw you. It seems just like yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. So how are you? How are you enjoying Oakdale so far? I love it. It you know what the cast is absolutely phenomenal and very sweet, and uh, a lot of the crew I've worked with before because it's done in Brooklyn where Another World was done, and so it partly seemed like it was like I'd been there before, <laughs> but um, it was it was definitely a big deja vu. Except the carpet's different than I remember. That's uh, the big. But no, everybody was really sweet and wonderful and welcoming. I, I I couldn't be happier. That's great. Do you, and do you have any idea how long you're going to be there? Uh, no, a couple months is for uh, what I know so far, and just taking it day by day and spending a lot of time with my in-laws and enjoying New Jersey and New York. And you know, it's like day by day. My, you know, every day is a new day and every day is a new challenge. Right. Yeah. One of the things, one of the things we no, that's okay. Uh, One of the things that we have we've heard on the grapevine, and I say that I say that with great speculation on my part. (laughs) But your former your former co-star Wally Kurth from Days of Our Lives is returning to that stopping ground. I heard that. Actually, he's uh, already started airing. He's already started airing. See, I haven't. I I still gotta keep up with everything. Watching eight soaps is is not easy. <laughs> it's not easy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I I I don't know if this is true or not, but I I I heard that you may want to work with him again as Adrian on the show. And I know fans are like asking, is she gonna go back to days to play Adrian and have Adrian and Justin together again? Well, I, all I can say is that would be wonderful. Uh, it's news to me, so we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, I'm I'm a roll with the punches kind of gal. I'm, I'm really enjoying As the World Turns. I don't know what tomorrow holds, um, you know, but any like I said, anything could happen. That's and, 
you know, hopefully it will all be for the best. <laughs> right. Well, they do mention Adrian on the air. Oh, they do? Yeah, they had a scene where Justin was talking to um, on the phone to Adrian just last week. That's so weird because when I was on there as Adrian last time, I kept talking to Justin on the phone. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I guess turn around, is, turn around is fair play. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. And, you know, I always wanted to ask you this, and I would actually have a chance to talk to you because it was it was very interesting for when you were on Days of Our Lives as Bonnie Lockhart, and then you left. Then you came back, whole new quaff, back as Adrian in the same year. Was that weird for you as it was for the rest of us that watched it? Because oh, I, yeah. <laughs> okay, I was just making sure because yeah. I, I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was a huge challenge. It was nice to be brunette for a little change. I got to be smart for a while, so that was nice. Um, <laughs> but um, it was, you know what, it was a wonderful challenge. But it was, a, it was, it was interesting. I got to tell you, it was a very interesting year. <laughs> it was, it was fun to watch too. It was fun to watch. I just couldn't get over the fact that that happened. <laughs> I, I heard the news about. It, I was like, really. You know the one thing about the one thing I've got to really applaud Ken Corday about is that he really believes in actors. Um, I wasn't the first to play two different, completely different, unrelated characters in the same show on the same show within a short period of time. He really does stand behind actors, and, and you know, a lot of times shows will say, "Oh no, she couldn't possibly come back as another character." Oh no, 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 or he or whoever. But Ken's like. Why not? They're actors. That's their job. And I really applaud him for having the courage and the forethought to see that kind of thing. And, you know, thank God for him. Yeah. I I adore the man. Hmm. Very, very. And, man, being, were you actually nominated for both parts? Yeah. You were nominated for both parts. Wow. It was very cool. Very cool. Very uh, unbelievable. Again, another, like, I had a friend call me up, you know, one morning, hey, congratulations. I'm like, yeah, what, what's going on? She's like, you just been nominated. I'm like, what? I said, shut up. I think I, they must have said somebody else. You must have got it wrong. She's like, no, I'm here. I'm telling you. I'm like, no. I was totally, totally unprepared for that. Yeah. But it certainly was wonderful, let me tell you. Didn't take away from any of the wonderfulness of it, but I was just shocked. Then you probably got hit again when you found out that it was for two roles on the same show. Yeah. Like, I was okay. like, that's bizarre. Yeah, I don't think that's ever happened in the history of daytime. I mean, has it not? I think you were probably the first. I think you're probably the first for that role. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> well, you know, you have Emmy nominees for like Twins and Evil Twins and whoever, but. Judy, you played two completely unrelated characters, and you're nominated for an Emmy for both of them. I think that is a first. Oh, I don't know, but it was pretty wonderful. I gotta say, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one of the—I heard you. You were actually on my friend's show, I believe, last year, uh, Stardust Radio. You did an interview with uh, Joanne. Yes. And oh, yes. Love her to pieces. I really do. 
I hope she's having a wonderful time where she is. I said, I love her to death. I hope she's having a wonderful time traveling. She's traveling right now. Uh, and, uh, and I heard that show, and I heard that you were, before you got back on that, before you got back into the acting, and um, before you got the As Well Turns part, that you were actually digging pots. Yes, I am a cemeterian. I, um, I, I still do that, actually. I've been, uh, well, I've been trying to uh, do some business from New Jersey and uh, talking to people about funeral policies and cemetery, cemetery spaces to people on a pre-need basis, not when they need it, but ahead of time. Right. I love it, too. I get to meet a lot of different people and... You know, and it's wonderful to be able to provide that service for someone to take the relief. They don't have to think about it again. Their children don't have to think about it. It's all taken care of. Um, it's, it, I can't tell you how many times people have gotten up after we've finished doing all the contracts and given me a big hug with tears in their eyes going, thank you so much. You've just, you know, saved me from ever having to worry about this again. Because nobody wants to think about their their demise, uh, their death. And then, you know what, it is it is one of the things that, you know, you might get in a car accident, you know, your house might burn down, but you're definitely going to die, so you better plan for it. And it only All gets right. more expensive as the years go on. And when people realize that, and then they can take that worry, you can take that worry away from them, that, that their children, their family, they don't have to worry about it. All the arrangements are made, it's all paid for, it's taken care of. It's a Amen. wonderful feeling. Amen. Please do that. Listen to the woman. Please do that. I just went through the same thing. There was I had oh. to pay for my father's funeral and out of my pocket because yeah. no arrangements yeah. were made in advance. Once it happens, there are no payments. It all is up yeah, front. They want it all at one cash. time. They want it up front. Yeah, up front and in cash. You know, because yeah. you know, once somebody's in the ground, you can't take them back up again. So you've got to have it. It's not like oh. You miss the payment, you know, you have to do it. And then, unfortunately, if they haven't planned for it, it, it falls upon, usually, and it, it falls upon the daughter, you know, in most cases. Because it's, you know, women in, the, uh, in our society handle usually handle those things. The men take care of, a lot of times, you know, paying for it, but the women have to make the arrangements. And there's nothing more difficult than than doing for your parents because you can never do enough and then you end up so many people end up going into debt over it and the parents yeah. wouldn't have wanted that they wouldn't yeah. have wanted that that's exactly so. I mean, that's exactly true I mean I can pretty much vouch for that because my mom's going through that right now and it, it, it I mean it's a terrible thing to think about but you have to do it as you yeah. said it's going it's going to happen that's inevitable and uh, no matter what no matter what, and it's best to start planning ahead instead of waiting until the last minute because if you do, um, you don't know exactly what's going to happen to you <laughs> if you wait until that point. Oh, if you pay and what, if, what if, what if you, you have certain feelings, like some people have certain feelings about cremation or ground burial, and what if you're, you know, as a child, like well, my mother, I, I you know, knew she wanted cremation, but if I hadn't known... I mean, I would have been questioning myself over and over again, where if you at least make the choices, that's all, all done and taken care of. And, and people don't realize that it goes up at least 10% every year. So, if you, you know, you're going to live another 30 years, which everyone hopes to. I mean, that's, that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. And, it, you know, I mean, it, there's such a need for it that it's just the, that's the way it is. When labor goes up, the cost of funeral goes up. So, it's important to take care of it ahead of time for yourself, for your peace of mind, and those of your family. Oh, my God, I sound like a commercial. <laughs> but you're so right, though. 
but and you don't correct. just don't think yeah. about it until you actually have to go through it. Right. But believe me, right. you know, you're speaking the truth here. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's so hard. It, it, is, it, it, it is. It is hard. Hello? It is difficult. It really is. But it, but I think it's best to think at least have a notion of what you are going to do when, once that opportunity does arrive. And, and, you know, I say opportunity because <laughs> it is in, in some aspects. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely good to plan ahead for that kind of thing. You may not know, you may not have that kind of money down the road. There's no way. But, uh, and not for that depressing subject. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think I lost her. Hold on a second. Stand by, everybody. We seem to have lost... Judy, we are looking for her. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Just, just sorry about that. Um, our signal disconnected, so uh, she's about to call back in right now. So she, I was like, no, 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 fine, don't worry about it. We're, we're all good. Just, just, I was like, I was like hearing the phone ring, and I'm going like looking, and it's, it's her. <laughs> 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 I think I think they were trying to tell us something. We were talking about burial plots. <laughs> What do you think? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure either. That's that's weird. That's weird. She's here. She's here right now. So uh, let's bring her back. Welcome back. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, technology is so wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I love. I love technology. Can't you tell about the voice? <laughs> it's it's so wonderful. It's so great. There's so many oh. times I wish to throw it out the window, but I don't. <laughs> I know, and you can't. That's the worst part. You just can't. Especially nope. when you're down the freeway and you're driving and you're not supposed to talk on the phone anyway, and it makes you crazy. <laughs> you're not supposed to talk on the phone while driving, you know. <laughs> I know. I, I don't anymore. Or any <laughs> <laughs> So I want to let you all know that if there are police that are listening to this show, or police women, I just want you to know right now that she does not drive on while talking on the phone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even drive in New York anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. That's why she doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When I'm back in L.A., watch out. <laughs> don't get in my way. <laughs> well, that's right. One of the roles he didn't talk about was one of my all-time favorites. Loved Paulina on Another World. I loved Another World. I loved you as Paulina on that show. I was the Paulina Jake fan, even though I don't think a lot of people were, but I was. Uh, I liked them. They were very fiery, and that's what I loved about it. You never knew. And with the way they wrote those two characters, you never knew what they were going to do. No, you didn't. Uh, 
I really did. That, they, that was one of my favorite characters, too. And you know, oddly enough, one of the characters, that, one of the only characters I've ever played that wasn't abused. <laughs> uh, at least That's, in the past. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, I got you. No, but I it was very, it was a fun, fun character to play. It really and was. working with Tom and, and Joe, they were wonderful. They really, I never would have, you know, and again, this adds on to it, I never would have expected Paulina would have been the one that shot Jake, the kinnis. And, <sighs> of course, you came on to that into the character once that was revealed. So it was interesting to see you take over this part after its originator in that story, in that storyline. So it was interesting to see it. You pulled it off very, very well. I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the fallout scenes. That was really good. And working working with Joe, I it took me a long time to warm warm up to you guys. It really, really did, being truthful here. It took me a long time because I was still I was still pining for Pauline and Jake. I still wanted Pauline and Jake. Even though that he was pining for Vicky, I still wanted those two together. But yeah, in the end I in the know. end in the end, you and Joe won out on me. You did. You really did. Yes. And I heard that. You, I heard that you were very mean to him when you were pregnant. I was. I was. I was awful. And he. he every. Uh, I've seen him since. You know, another world ended, and he still teases me about that. Uh, you know, it's sometimes. I. I don't know. It's some people like. I know when Jensen was pregnant with her first child. She couldn't stand the smell of her dog. She loved her dog. Loved her dog, but couldn't stand her dog. And when I got pregnant, I don't know. I was so I was so anti Joe. It was horrible. He was the nicest guy in the world, and yet I was just like, "Don't touch me! Don't talk to me! Don't look at me!" And he was like, "What in the hell happened?" And then the minute I had my son, I was like, "I don't love you again." Okay, and he's like, "You know what? I'm working with a damn psycho." <laughs> and he was right. He was absolutely right. <laughs> That's so funny. I love I love back backstage like kind of stuff like that. But when I when I heard you say that to him, it was you, him, and uh, David Forsyth when you were on Soap Talk, and you talked about that. Oh yeah. I just sat, I just sat there and I went, huh? Now wouldn't that have been know. interesting if they wrote that into the story? It would because you know it would have been so real life. It would have been <laughs> real life. Because to know Joe is to know the sweetest gentlest person in the world and how anybody could ever be mean to him is appalling so I hate to have to admit that I was that appalling person but I really I was I was bad (laughs) I admit I made a big boo-boo but it was my hormones I swear (laughs) (laughs) that's terrible that's funny at the same time (laughs) I know poor thing he had nine months of hell (laughs) oh ouch (laughs) <laughs> now when you when you did when you did Bonnie on on the show, it was interesting because first off, I could not I, I I had to cringe whenever I saw you like flip flick the rubber bands on your wrist all the time yeah. so you could not smoke. I know. Was that was that your too. was that your idea no, or was that 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 was the writers the writers I guess some people do that and and uh, they wrote that in and it was so hard because it was so hard to remember to do it and it hurt a lot 
<laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> it hurt a lot, and, and they and they wrote it in all the time. And finally, I think they just felt sorry for me, and they stopped doing it. <laughs> you didn't they really have to smoke in those scenes, did you? What? You didn't really have to yeah. smoke in those scenes. Those, oh. those were yes, those were, and it's funny too because when I started on that show, I had quit smoking. And those were um, the kind of cigarettes, they don't have any tobacco in them. God, what are they? They are, uh, shoot, I can't remember the name, but they were like, um, you know, just like lettuce leaves, basically. But it, it, the action of smoking those really created a, a real juxtaposition for me, and I ended up smoking again for a couple of years. But then was able uh, to quit again mm. and, and say, quit so far so good knock on wood for a couple of years so I'm hoping you know I just have to be very careful if I have to play a smoking character because it's going to be very hard because it's the action of doing it that is actually more addicting than the tobacco <laughs> I know it's a sick thing and I hate to have to admit that a, yet another bad thing I used to do but yes it is <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have those bad habits that we want to break so badly but we can't do it because they're so addicting <laughs> I know. Well, they 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 make us who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go what with that said. actually. <laughs> I will go with that. That is the best answer I've heard so far. I will go with that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so fun. I love we, it. We try. <laughs> yeah, we do. And and sometimes it we fake it. <laughs> yeah, so. but who doesn't? Who doesn't fake it once in a while? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. And, uh, the best example for that one is um, watching a soap opera right now. They fake it all the time. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> or do they? Or do, or do they? they? <laughs> I don't know if I can say that today after what we read today, Dawn. Is that right? Ooh. Yeah. Let's just let's just leave it at that, shall we? Yeah, leave that one alone. <laughs> yes, let's leave, let's leave that one right there as it is. If you want to know, well, you have to ask me after the show's over, and I'll message you. But we're not going to uh, let's let well, things ship. Yeah. Now I so need to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, see, don't you like that? This is how this is how soaps work in itself on this show. <laughs> That's right. It's all about the mystery. <laughs> it is all about the mystery, and, and it's so funny when I said when I said that the perfect example of when you fake it is on the soap because it's like it's really difficult to do love scenes. I was actually talking about this with Christy Clark at one point, and it's like because she actually dealt, we delved into this so badly. You know, you got a kiss left, you got a kiss right, and it's like you got to move the arm this way, or you got to. You know, the sheet sometimes gets stuck, or you, you have these things that be pasty, be pasty, on, on, and, and they get stuck to the sheet sometimes. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> it's awful. You know what? I don't know how people fall in love. I don't See, I don't think it's actually the love scenes that people fall in love. It's just spending all that time together and rehearsing and talking, and I think that actually people, because it's, it's certainly not during the love scenes, because there is absolutely nothing fun or romantic about it. It's very technical very embarrassing. Come on, you're doing it in front of 30 guys. You know, it's like, hmm, that's, you know, I mean, unless that's your thing, I mean. Very embarrassing. You know, hey, you know, more power to you, but, um, you know, it's, and, you know, you're you're half naked. I mean, you're not really naked, but, you you know, you're exposed for the most part. You might as well be, might as well be naked, and it's just, 
Yuck. I mean, it's one of the most personal things you're doing, and you're doing it not only in front of 30 guys, but millions of people. I mean, that's, that's, I don't know. It might be romantic for some people. I guess it is. I it just I never got it. I never got it. And people always say, oh, doesn't your husband get upset? He goes, oh, no. He knows yeah. exactly what it's like. And he laughs when when people call him up. Do you know your wife is like, and he's like, yeah, she's kind of like a whore, isn't she? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a horror movie. <laughs> uh-huh. And he's like, oh, I like okay. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, see, I, I, I hear that a lot too. Like, there, a lot, and I used to be that same way. Trust me. But I was like always wondering. I wonder, I wonder how your husband or your wife feel about the fact that you get to kiss another woman or kiss another guy on a show, and and then they all say this. They're like, um, yeah, they know that that's not real. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, they and I have actually kind of a funny story about that because my husband is very. I don't know how other husbands are, but he's very cool. He's also a cameraman, so and he's actually was a cameraman on one of the most senior love scenes I ever had. So, you know, and, and I, afterwards I was even a little nervous. I kind of went up to him like, um, so, um, so are uh, you you doing okay? And he goes, oh, I wasn't watching you. I was worried about my shots. That's when I knew it would be good. But then on days as Bonnie, I had this one day where I had to kiss, have fantasies about five different guys, kiss five different guys like intensely. And, oh, I remember uh, that scene. Oh, and my husband, because I used to get up like 4 o'clock in the morning to go to work, and he got up with me that morning, and he's walking me out to my car, like scratching, you know, his shoulder, going, yeah, honey, oh, have fun kissing all the boys. Okay, see you later. And it's like, I'm like, I'm married to the coolest guy in the world. Oh, my God. I remember yeah, that fun. scene because you kissed, uh, Drake Hogeston, John, oh, and then favorite. you looked right at the camera and said, and that's a fact. Oh. <laughs> I just lost it when I saw that. <laughs> that's too funny. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I got to tell you, that was, a, that was a highlight, definitely. Do you have any other funny moments on not just these, but on the other shows that you were on? I mean, I, I still, I'm still fawning over the the story that John Wesley Shipping O'Hara said earlier about all the three ladies going going in and saying that they were pregnant. <laughs> were you oh, there when that like, happened, Judy? Yeah, well, I I I seem to recall that. Every, everybody started saying, "Don't sit in that seat." Everyone who sits in that seat gets pregnant. Oh, don't drink that water because everyone who drinks out of that water fountain gets pregnant. I mean, it was hilarious. Everybody was everybody got pregnant all the time. <laughs> No, it's like you didn't no, even want no, to kiss her. anyone because you were afraid. Yeah. No, I just no, loved it. The, I just loved line. it. Yes, it was. And I just loved it when Sherita Bauer just went up to them and said, isn't it a miracle that I'm pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. She was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Oh. Oh, it was wonderful to talk about her uh, today and the, on the show today. It brought back a lot of wonderful memories from Sherita Bauer. And I'd like to know from you, what was it like working with her on the show? She was a dream. I got to tell you, she she was hilarious. She was always, of course, you know, the the epitome of uh, actress. Um, she always prepared, knew what was going on, and you know how to do it, and always helpful. Sweet, sweet woman. She will be missed. She. She will be missed. I will say yeah, that. She absolutely. and Beverly McKenzie. Beverly McKenzie is oh. probably my all-time favorite actress. I, she's amazing. You know, 
She was amazing, and she was amazing as a woman. As a woman, I looked up to her like I've looked up to no one in my life. And as an actress, the same thing. She was an amazing, amazing person. And, you know, she if, if any of the actresses I've ever met, she deserved every accolade she never got. She, she deserved an Emmy for every year she worked. She was phenomenal, a phenomenal actress, a phenomenal prof- professional, and an even more phenomenal woman. She really was. She, she, she was really absolutely. was. I adored her as Alexandra Spalding. I mean, I never, yeah. you know, I never really got to see her as, as uh, Iris on, on Another World in uh, Texas, but I grew up with her as the original Alexandra Spalding in the show. She just has this charisma. She has this way of presenting herself. Like, she was Alexandra Spalding. I mean, she really was Alexandra Spalding. You know what I mean? Every character, she, and she was so opposite of Alexandra Spalding, which was very funny, but just a, another nod to what an actress she was. But she, you know, certain people have that it, and you don't can't really explain does. it. You don't know what it is. She had it. She came on camera, and the camera came to life. She And she was just amazing. She's an amazing, amazing actress. That is a great um, quote. She came on camera and the camera came to life. What a great quote. And that was her. That was her all over. All over it. All over yep. it. Oh, man. I'm getting upset to think about it. <laughs> I really and am. Nobody ever just... said the F word with more class than she. <laughs> I swear to God, when she would, that would come flying out of her mouth. It sounded like someone was saying, oh, look, the flowers are in bloom. I swear to God, it was hilarious. To hear her say that, and she said it, it just came out like syrup, like sweet, soft syrup. Oh, oh my goodness. Classy. Everything she did was classy. Even when she used the F word, it was classy. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I've never heard that description before about anyone. <laughs> I tell you, she she had everything in spades. She was amazing. If you could say, if you could drop the f bomb and say, it, like, if it's just rainbows and sunshine, Brady Bunch feel, that is a great actress right there. As, as if <laughs> rainbows were coming out of her ass. I swear to God. <laughs> I was just like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. I love it. And she I, I would have say to it with the classiest, prettiest, sweetest smile. It'd be like, mm, that I think thing. <laughs> and it was, I can't even, I can't even give her, you know, do do a proper imitation. But it was just like, yes, that, yes, that I think thing, yes. <laughs> I I probably wouldn't be able to stand there with a straight face. <laughs> oh, it, it, believe me, it was hard. <laughs> That is so. That's so great. That's so great. And what was it? And speaking of one of those, one of those actors and actresses in that kind of caliber, I always felt that way. Not just about her, but also about Chris Brunel. Oh my God! I knew you were going to say Chris Brunel, and you're absolutely right. The minute you started saying that, I'm like, he's going to say Chris Brunel, and yeah. he was just he another phenomenal person. And I, I, the, my favorite memory of him is every morning walking in the studio, going past his dressing room, and there he was with the New York Times. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What a, a classy, classy man. But again, another hilarious person. He was wonderful. Do you have a funny yeah. story about him? Yeah. No, you know, 
because I, I I didn't work with him as much as as Beverly. I mean, I worked a lot with Beverly. So and okay. and I, I I grew very very close to Beverly. She I just I, I have a special place in my heart for her always always. She was and and I wasn't <coughs> close to Chris. And Chris was wonderful and he was funny and he was you know very talented and certainly a great professional. Uh, but it was you know I had more time with Beverly, so I have more memories of 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 her that are very vivid. That's great. That's great. And I have to know, because I, I know this is one of Michael O'Leary's favorite things to do, is pull pranks on people. Did he pull pranks yes, with you guys? pranks. No, not so much that I remember, but he used to, he could imitate everyone to a T. He, it was hilarious. He could imitate Krista. He would imitate Grant. He would imitate everyone. And you just like, you pee your pants laughing, laughing, laughing. He could make you laugh all the time. And he, it was great for the stories about his childhood and growing up. I mean, you'd just be laughing and laughing. He has a great sense of humor. The man could do comedy as if it were breathing for most of us. Great. That's so great. And, well, also, I have to say, he still does that. That well, hasn't stopped. Really? <laughs> he still does that to this day. He still imitates everybody on that set. Oh, he, he's I, very funny. I just saw. I just actually recently just saw him do that, and I was just like, "How can you do that so easily?" Oh, no. He's the best. <laughs> he's the best. He rocks the house. He rocks the. He rocks the house. <laughs> Notice I had to stop once, once I just heard that. It just sunk in. I was like, she just said he rocks the house. <laughs> he does. He really he rocks, does. He rocks the house. I, I just still can't get over that. Someone else says that besides myself. That's great. We should patent that and make money off of it. That's so exactly. Our, a lot of money. <laughs> yes. A lot of Well, I don't know. A lot of money. Probably maybe about 50 bucks a month. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, well, you know. <laughs> that that can buy me a five dollar foot log, you know, from Subway. I'm just saying. Or you save it all up, you can get one good massage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If I if I if I save that all up, that'll buy me just one pair of pants while I'm in California next week. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this place is expensive. It's too oh, much. No. It's too much money. I don't know how you were able to live out there. <laughs> well, you know what? Just barely. I got to tell you, I, you know what? My husband and I were just talking about it the other day because um, I've been in New Jersey all summer, and it's like, oh my God, the groceries are so, you know, so much less expensive. Groceries are expensive. Everything they charge you for everything. They charge you to pick up your trash. They charge you to, you know, breathe your air or, or your smoggy air. It's uh, California is uh, unfortunately. It's a beautiful place to live, and I love it a lot, but it is very expensive everywhere. There's just, like, no, even Target and Walmart seem expensive comparatively. Mm. And I love Target, and I love my Walmart, but they're getting a little bit pricey. <laughs> I know. I'm going to have to stop shopping and start shopping at Sam's Club or something. I don't know. i got to start shopping online a lot more. <laughs> I know. I'm able to at least oh, find deals hey, on the computer. Here's a thought. Maybe I should, maybe I need to stop buying. That's the thing. <laughs> you know what? That's probably a very good idea for me. I should uh-huh. stop buying. But yet I, I I have to. It's like a compulsion. Maybe that's my addiction. 
Maybe that's my addiction. That's like that's like my dirty habit I should break. I should stop buying stuff. I mean, I just bought a new suit. I just bought a new camera. I just bought a new this and that. And just a matter of a day, just spent over five hundred dollars on my account. I'm like, oh my um, goodness. Yeah, should I not be doing this? Oh <laughs> my. <laughs> that's terrible. That's terrible. Oh, the show is not terrible. You having. You being here on this show today, it was wonderful having you here tonight. Oh, I was so glad that you, you were able to join us. Oh, thank you so much. I have had a blast. You are wonderful. Wonderful. I love having Fabulous. you back anytime. Anytime you, you want, I am there, baby. Cool. Once, if you can delve more into this, into this main character, we'll have you on then. How about that? Absolutely. She's actually pretty fun. <laughs> pretty fun, huh? But yes. she's not. She's not one of those tortured, battered women, though, that you said, right? Not, not like the other ones. Certainly not. Okay. <laughs> well, I All have right. seen a screen capture from the show, and boy, did your hair get long. Oh, uh, thank you. Those are my uh, extensions. Do you like? <laughs> oh, they put extensions. Oh, I'm sorry, but yeah, your hair is long, blonde, pretty. Yeah, I brought. I actually, I brought them from from California because you know that's where all the blondes are. So and they're all extensions. Trust me. It's nobody's so nobody's real out there. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you spoke the truth on that one because I agree wholeheartedly on that. <laughs> you know, you you get kind of nervous going to the beach because you think, you know, gosh, these people are sitting in the sun. They might just melt from all that plastic. <laughs> oh my God, that silicone is just going to come right off my body right here. Uh, I know, um, but you know, I, 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 I have, you know, I have to say though, there's lots of beautiful boobs hanging around. I gotta say, you know, hey, if you can buy them, why not? <laughs> why not? That's true. And you raise a good point. Them. <laughs> <laughs> Just took up the money to grow them itself, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, think about you know the years of back problems and you know stretch marks. Oh, that takes care of it all in one shot. And they yeah, stay up. True. They don't sag. I hate when they point south. At least when they put them in, they, you know, still go north. <laughs> <laughs> or at least Even when they lay down, they're still going north. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> so I've been without my husband for too long. Isn't that, isn't that painfully obvious? <laughs> <laughs> what a way yeah, to I'm end it. I'm going to... I'm going to have to sign off lonely in New Jersey. <laughs> what a way to end it is to basically talk about boobs hanging out and not being pointy. Yeah, I think we should, there you go. Yeah, let's change the rating of the show to mature. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I hope that didn't get you in trouble. <laughs> oh, no. This is Internet radio. They don't care. <laughs> oh, in that case. <laughs> they really don't. They really don't. They really don't. They don't care. In fact, I think they thrive on it a lot more than what people think about this program. Trust me, <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> Drop a couple more F-bombs, we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, oh, I cannot tell you how many guests have said, am I allowed to cuss on the program? And I was like, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then yeah, as soon I as I tell them, And then as soon as I tell them yes, they're like, oh, well then, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. A good word, you know. It just says it all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it really does, and that's the first word that they lean into is that one. And I was just like, oh my god, I, I'm go. sure, I'm sure I'm not alone in this, but it is probably my favorite word. Oh well, <laughs> no, you're probably one of mine. <laughs> oh my god, if I could say it for every word, word I would. <laughs> I use it a lot. 
<laughs> and especially at my job. <laughs> yeah, I oh, bet, yeah. I bet, right? <laughs> oh, my Oh my God. Ugh. Hell yeah. But <laughs> if I get into that, we'll probably be here for another two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be just F this, F that, F that, and F that, and F that. I can hear the reports coming out now. Didn't you hear that host saying, fuck, five, I think five minutes? I'm like, well. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. Oh, it helps. You're it wonderful. Gets me the you're, day. It definitely. <laughs> You're wonderful. Thank you so much for coming here today. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you it's been a pleasure. And anytime, please, anytime. I am I I'll be your bitch. <laughs> That's right. Oh, cool. look at that. I lo- I think she just took over Kelly Monaco's place in this show now, didn't she? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because that's what she said. Now she just now she just pulled rank. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have a bitch fight now over it. Oh yes. I, oh yes. I'll make sure I'll mention it to her at the Emmys. And you know, Judy Evans pulled rank on you. Now she is now our show bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I threw down. She needs to come back. <laughs> I might right. have to fight Elvira. Elvira's oh. loving the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love Elvira. She's such a wonderful lady. Oh my goodness. Oh, she, she oh was having way too much fun today. <laughs> she was having too much fun. She, I think, I think I found like if I need to go on vacation from the show, I think I found my perfect replacement for me while I'm away. <laughs> oh, she absolutely. <laughs> She's a great lady. Great lady. <gasps> oh, thank right, you dear. so much. Have a you wonderful too. evening. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 Wasn't that fun? God, yes, it was. <laughs> it was. Wasn't that great? That was so. I I like it when I get to have shows that are like this, like this crazy, hectic fun. And this was one of them. This lives in infamy, man. I I tell you, this is that great. was a hilarious story she told about Beverly McKenzie. Yes, I'll I just never can't... think of her. I'll never think of her the same way again. <laughs> I'll never think of her the same way again. That's so great. <laughs> That's so great. great. That is so funny. I oh, love that was it. Oh, that's a great story. Oh, man. That that definitely has to be added on to the Gotta Die tribute of what we did today. So that, that's so wonderful. I'm so glad she's sharing that with us today. I'm so glad that you were here today. I mean, all the oh, news I appreciate things, it. All the new stuff that has been happening in just a matter of a day. I mean, oh, my God. Yeah. Still trying I mean, to get the tails on that one story. The one that's all yeah, you the were one. referring to. I really don't know anything. I haven't been able to get anything on that. I I just cannot believe that this this is going on, and it's just it's just absolutely mind-boggling crazy. Especially what I know about the guy. I mean, yeah, I've met, I've exactly. spoken to him like several occasions. I mean, yeah, I I praised the man like wholeheartedly, and you know, he was at event. He was at the Apple Church event. I wasn't there for this, but. I was um I was at I was um talking to Brandy. God love Brandy. You know, mm-hmm. hell, everybody loves Brandy. Who doesn't know Brandy? That's what I should say. Who in their right mind do not does not know who Brandy is? Well, heck, I even know who Brandy is. I know, right? I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure Judy Evans probably knows who Brandy is. That's how <laughs> sad that is. That that's pretty much it. The whole guiding light cast knows the woman. You know. Yeah. I mean, how can a whole cast like that know that just that just one girl? <laughs> yeah. I think that's so hysterically funny. 
that she's she's able to that she's able to uh, have that sort of a cult following. Mm-hmm. So I like I like that though. I really do like that. I extended the show just to get into some news articles. This is where I want to do my soaps for one one bit. I want to do this. I want to do this now because I haven't done it in a while, and I know that people like that segment that I did a few weeks ago, and I do want to do that. So you are the perfect contender for this. Oh no! <laughs> you really? What am I you getting are, into? I, you're not going to get into anything that isn't uh, that isn't normal. Okay. In, in the in the state of affairs, and I've been talking about the show, and I am going to play the intro of it now that my switchboard is working in full bloom. So here it is. We're going to start off the show. All right, Wynard, 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 Young and Restless on CBS and on SoapNet. I have been praising this show for gosh knows how long, but now I'm at a point where I'm just like, you know what, what happened to this program? I'm not sure what's going on with that program. It's it's a, Maybe they're taking it for granted that they'll be number one. They, I think it's so. Like they're not trying. They really it it seems like they're not trying and uh, one of the things I really wanted to wanted to say about it is that uh you know they Twitter is like my my resource for sources apparently because I I seem to be finding a lot more information on Twitterface than I do the shows lately. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, you have, like, Victoria Rowell apparently wanting to want to come back to the show. It's now mm-hmm. in, in Y&R's court. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I was addressed by the woman to, to say to make the noise. I'm like, you know what? You haven't seen me play ball yet. And I can play ball as best as I know how. Have you listened to these shows lately in the past couple of weeks? One in particular? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. We 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 know how to we know how to throw down and play ball with this program. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you want Victoria Rowell back on the show, you better start emailing the Young and the Restless. Go to theyoungandrestless.com. If you want her back, send them those emails, send them those handwritten letters to California, send them anything you want. Call the comment line. Call all of it. You want Victoria Rowell back as Drusilla Barbara Winters? Make it happen. Make mm-hmm. your voice be heard. I am sure they will listen to you. A lot of fans come out and respond. I mean, I really, I really do think that they want to try to have Victoria Rowe back on the show. But uh, the, only, the only people that I guess can make that happen are those behind the scenes at YNR and you guys. Yes. So if you want to see her back, you know what to do. Do you want her back on the show? Absolutely. I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of ironic, though, and I say this with the utmost love and respect. I think it's... I think it's kind of ironic that after that show we did with Kristoff, we hear this. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> it's very it's very ironic. But ironic in a very, very good way. Yes. I'm like if it, if that if that's helping it if that's helping the cause, then I'm like, you know what? Or at least making Power- you know, bringing awareness to it, or making people think, or soap fans at least think, oh, you know what? He had some good points there. He really did, though. I mean, I cannot, you know, I was praising him just for the fact that he was so candid in this, and what he was saying, it was true to life. But mm-hmm. I mean, hell, if we could get if we can get her on the on, on the show back on the Young and the Restless, that would be a dream come true for me. 
Yeah. Drusilla needs to be back on there. I, I, it feels like the winters are nothing without Drusilla. And I know I'm probably in the minority on that, but that's just how I feel about it. I feel that if she's back there, there would be at least something for the winters to be doing. Yes. It's sad to think that way, but it just seemed like once when Victoria was there, it just seemed like they were up front and center. The other thing why? Y&R needs to do is stop letting Victor be the victor all the time. Let him lose for a change. Don't let him get away with all the things he does. Well, let him get busted I, once in a while. Well, a lot of people are saying that right now as far as this Mary Jane storyline that's going on. And I do agree with them. I do agree that Victor should pay for what he did. I mean, it's like tit for tat in a sense. You know, Nikki was the one that brought David to town and killed Sabrina. And now Victor brought Patty Williams in the form of Mary Jane to town and caused all this havoc and everything. Poison Summer, poison his granddaughter. How can he, you know, how could he be forgiven for that? Yeah. You know, he should have to pay for the fact that that happened. And also, I don't know if the rumors are true, but I hear that Mary Jane kidnaps his own bro- her own brother, Paul. Um, actually, I think Mary Jane herself gets kidnapped. Oh, she gets kidnapped herself. Oh, well, then I guess that was worded incorrectly. Yes, I think she gets kidnapped. She gets kidnapped by Paul or by someone else? Uh, by someone else. By someone else. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting. I like that a lot better now. <laughs> She's, uh, she can't come to the phone right now. She's tied up. Literally. <laughs> Literally. And, and Gloria's involved. And Gloria's involved. I okay. guess we should tell you, if you don't want to hear spoilers, you might want not to listen here. <laughs> yeah. This is the part where you decide to tune out and uh, put it on mute. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, Gloria has a hand in it. It must have to deal with that ransom money. So. Yeah. So we definitely got to tune in for that. I mean, is, is, it, is it going to get better before it gets worse? I've been told that, yes. Um, so I, I'm just going to tell you guys right now, Just you just have to have to hold out. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully it, you know, that uh, if you guys hold out, that uh, you will see an improvement. You will see that improvement. So just uh, keep your fingers crossed that it does happen that way. And speaking of improvement, there is a show that's really showing some improvement lately, and that's As the World Turns. I've heard that. Yes, it has. And uh, I've, I've noticed that it's been making wonderful moves of improvement, but doesn't that always happen when you have the the brink of cancellation looming over you? Well, yeah, they have an axe swinging from the ceiling as we speak, but uh, yeah, the last couple of weeks or so, the writing has improved greatly, and it's actually, I actually tune in every day and watch every scene. It's really been good. Mm. I think I better tune back in. I actually tuned back in a few days ago. I wasn't sure if I was feeling the whole thing about Riley and all that stuff like that. Riley is actually out of months and everything. You know, it took me a little bit to warm up to that because I'm like, he drastically changed after attacking Gwen, Gwen and he's feeling sorry and apologetic and everything of the sort. I'm like, huh. Okay. Really? Yeah, I was like, all right, really? I mean, you didn't seem sorry and apologetic when you were doing all that stuff to her and now you feel this way now? Huh. Really? Okay. I can't wait to hear you explain all that, but that's okay. Because so far, um, nobody knows he's Adam except for, uh, you know, a couple Margo of people. Margo and Casey. 
Margo and Casey are the but only Tom ones Tom doesn't even know that he's Adam. He's going to be told soon, and he's not going to be amused. But, um, yes, yeah, I didn't hear that he's, he's going to be Adam. told. Yeah, I, told, I was told he was going to be told soon and that he's going to have a nice little reaction to the whole thing. Yeah, uh, Margo kept Margo kept this secret from him, and also and also his son kept this from him. Both sons kept this from him. So and and really, if you think about it, that didn't really make any sense to do that. It really didn't. It really did at all. And what I have to say though, and I cannot believe I'm about to say this, and you can quote me on this. But I'm starting to like Noelle Beck in the role of Lily. And you know what? I just I was just watching her a little while ago before I came on the show for, with Judy Evans. She has been doing wonderful, very very wonderful in the in the past couple of days with Holden being presumed dead. He's not dead, but uh, of course they think he's dead. But as you will soon see, he is not dead. He is being held captive. <laughs> And that's where Judy Evans' character comes in. She wasn't allowed to tell you that, but I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, Noelle has been fabulous. She has really stepped it up. She's always been a great actress. Um, I, lo- I watched her on Loving. I, I really, Loving. She's a really nice lady, and um, she's just doing a great job. And this past couple of days, she's just been wonderful. Yeah, I agree. I believe, I believe that she stepped it up to the plate. And that uh, I think now I think now I'm finally accepting her as Lily. Does that mean I don't want Martha to come back? No, I'm not saying that. It, I would love Martha back in this world. Trust me, I really would. But I don't. But, on the other hand, I don't want to see Noelle Beck lose her job. That's the other point too, especially now that I'm starting to like her in this part. If I didn't feel that way, then I still then I would have said that. But now that I feel the way that I do now, I'm like, I don't want her out of this job now. I really don't. I want her to stay here. Really. So it's like, it's like, it's like you go hand in hand in the bush. And mm-hmm. they're really, they're really stepping up now. Um, as far as this news article, it does involve this show. As far as what was said, I am not going to put that out there. But I am going to tell you that Austin Peck was indeed fired from the show and that his character is going to be leaving in a wonderfully shocking fashion from what yeah. I found out. <coughs> and uh, I just don't know how this is going to be played out. I don't even know how it's going to be culminated into that forefront. I mean, how does it happen? It, it shocks me. It still does shock me. But I think it's I think it's crazy. I really think it's crazy that they're getting rid of it getting rid of Austin Peck because I actually liked him in the role of Brad. Very big step up from Austin Reed. Yeah. And, you know, I've been trying to tell people I see Austin Peck differently because I have met him in person. I have interviewed him over the phone. He is a funny, wonderful person. So I, when I read all this this stuff that's being put out about him, I'm just, it's just shocking. I don't want to believe it, and I still don't really believe it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think it should have even been put out there to well, begin there with, is actually. That too. I mean, there is that, too, and I do feel the same way about it, in, 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 you know, I really do, and I mean, I love the guy, he's a friend of mine, and I really do feel that it shouldn't have been put out there, because I really don't want that upsetting Peck in any way, shape, or form. I know people say that if actors can't stand it, they should get out of the kitchen kind of thing, but 
that, know, that, that, I thought that was going too far. I really don't want that to have any sort of backlash towards Peck in any way. Because that was put out there, I don't want others to feel that way about him as far as any industry goes, as well as fans as well. You know, I mean, it's his business. If it did happen, it's his business. I'm not one to judge. If it happened, it happened. I still like the guy. I have talked to him on several occasions. I've interviewed him on this show, and I feel the same way as you do. I mean, hell, we coined that bitch please phrase. This is what I was going to say about Brandy. She went to the Asdable Turns luncheon back in April, mm-hmm. and she saw him, and she was standing in Julie Pence's line. And he was staring at her, and he just, like, giving her these funny faces and everything of the sort. And he was like, what are you doing over there? And she was like, (laughs) because I want to see Julie. And he was like, you should be over here. And she was like, I want to see Julie right now. (laughs) And they were just having having a ball messing with each other like that. And so he walked behind her, like, he walked past her. And he just, like, turns around and just, like, gives her this look, right? And he, he, she's still in Julie Pence's line. And she looked at him in the same way, sort of. And they're just looking up and down at each other, and, and she was like, bitch, please. <laughs> and he turns around and looks at her and goes, huh? And she's like, yeah, Nivelle says, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I, if, if none of you don't know which, what I'm referring to, you have to listen to the Austin Peck interview that we did uh, last year, and basically there was a phrase that he coined when he does his scenes with Mara West as Carly, and that's how he and that's how Brad Snyder used Carly Tenney is bitch please. Yeah, and so that's where that phrase comes from. And ever ever since then, whenever I see him, I always say that to him. And the first time I said it, he's like, I don't remember what that was about. And I was like, it had to do with your character and Mara West how you play Carly and Brad, and like, oh, yeah. And then we just started saying bitch please throughout the entire time. So that, that's pretty much, that's pretty much Sunscreen as a slogan. So. Definitely. Definitely a good guy. I really hope that everything goes his way after this. I mean, that, that, it was, it was just, it was just mind-blowing once I found it out. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully, Nothing is nothing is spurned from it, or nothing nothing huge yeah. of a repercussion happens from this. It's, it's very severe what was just said today. So yeah, I agree. They could have just said, um, creative differences, <clears throat> and leave it at that. A, yeah, differences of opinion, really, and uh, that that's all it was. Just leave it at that. So. Or the, or the the old standby. We've decided to take the character in a different direction, or we've decided we're to take the character of Katie in a different direction, and we don't need Brad anymore. You know, but this bro- practically broadcasting his personal life like that—that's just that was just wrong. And I know Nelson is a friend of yours. I, I said the N word, but I I think that he should have thought of this, of the consequences of this before he wrote that. I, I mean, I say that. I mean, I love the guy. He, he, you know. I, I like Nelson, too. He's a nice man. And, great, <laughs> and he's not one of the person. few journalists, soap journalists, that actually tells it like it is. But some, I don't know, was this something that needed to be told? That's what no, you got to ask yourself. No, no, no. And, you know, and I know I might get slashed for this, but I said, I, 
he may have been the best intention, probably, but did that really need to be put out there? No, it did not. I really feel that it should not have been put out there. That's my opinion. I'll stand by it, but that's just how I feel about it. It, it shouldn't have been put out there. I didn't think it should have been dealt with, should have been dealt with. You know, it should have been led to with its own devices. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like, you know, it would have been more talked about if it was just teased and left it, left it like that. Yeah. You get more, you get more people giving you attention if it was done that way. But that's just me. But, you know, everybody's able to do what they want as much as they damn well please. So. Yeah, and and you know that was just my opinion too. I mean, not, you know, nothing personal against Nelson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's cool. the next show we're talking about? Well, we get into as what we were discussing practically the whole thing with Guiding Light. Um, how about that oh, show? Yes. In your Guiding opinion? Light. Let's talk about Guiding Light. In your opinion of what's going on now, because everybody is saying that it's getting better. Um, it's kind of choppy. It's uh, it's sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Yeah. But I think the ending is is going to surprise a lot of people. I think they're going to be surprised at how it ends. We ha- really? we have gotten hints from uh, on Twitter. We were getting live updates from the set. Well, you know, from uh, Frank DeCoppos' wife, uh-huh. she was sending us little hints as to what was going on and telling us who was done taping and uh, who, what they were, not really what they were taping, but just dropping little hints about how how things were going. So everybody's going to be surprised, pleasantly surprised, I hope. <laughs> it's right. going to be an interesting ending, one that I've never seen done on a soap opera. Hmm. It, it's not going to be like a, like Capital. <laughs> oh, it's not going to be like Capital where it was no. just like... It's not going to be, you know, her. everyone toasting the camera and saying, here's to guiding light. It's not going to be like that. Well, actually, they may put that in there, but I don't know. It's not going to, you know, it's going to be a... It's unusual. It's an unusual ending. And I'm not going to give it away now. I want you all to watch it and see for yourself. <laughs> it's an unusual ending. I don't yeah. know how I should take that yet. Because I don't know exactly how I should feel about anything being unusual these days. Um, it has this type of ending has been done on one other show. It wasn't a soap. Well, it was a if you consider it a soap, it's prime time. It was done on Desperate Housewives. This season? Um, I'm not sure what season it was, but the ending was done on Desperate Housewives, and I do not mean the tornado. <laughs> Oh, so it wasn't like a finale. It was like a. It's a yeah. A, it's a season finale. It was a season finale that was done. Yeah. Like that. Weird. I hope we don't expect to see anybody like locked up in a basement or something, or like something like that nature. <laughs> like, like what? Like I, I just hope we don't see that worry about anything about people being, like, locked away in a basement because of how they are or whatever. I'm just speculating, making fun. Okay, but, uh, I'll, I'll give you two words, and, and I'll leave you at that. Flash forward. Oh, that. Yes. 
what they uh. they will flash forward. I don't know how far, and I don't know who it involves, but it is a flash forward. Oh. Huh. Now, doesn't that sound kind of cool? Now, remember I, earlier today, if you were listening to the, to the GL tribute, you heard Krista Tessero say that her son, Mikey, was an extra on the show as somebody's baby. Mm-hmm. Whose baby? Whose baby? Yes. Flash forward. Interesting. Uh, I, have, hmm. I mean, I put all my eggs in one basket after all, but uh, yeah, that is interesting. So let's let's move on to all my children. Yeah. The main main soap right now, one of the main soaps right now that is being talked about profusely because of the big move that it's making to Los Angeles. Who's going? Who's not going? Well, from what I understand, Susan Lucci is not going. Yes. From what I hear, too, Susan Lucci has stated that she is not going, and Torsten Kay is another one who has stated he may not also be going. And Alicia Minshew doesn't want to go. Alicia Minshew doesn't want to go. I kind of felt that she may not want to make the move because of the fact that she is expecting her first child. And her husband does run a successful restaurant in New York City. Mm-hmm. So that, and, of that course, Thorsten Kay's wife, Susan Haskell, is on One Life to Live, which takes in New York. So, yeah, that would be very difficult for those two to do. And I know he doesn't want to uproot his family and... Also, there is an opportunity for him to come on to one like this if he does decide to stay in New York. But will he be Patrick or Ian? <laughs> Rather him be Will Patrick he be dead Ian. or a vampire? Oh, wait, there's no difference, is there? <laughs> yes, that's true. I'd rather him be Patrick than Ian in any way, shape, or form. I mean, you can't really explain the fact how did he get rid of his fangs, but... But they can it do has, what General Hospital did and but they didn't do it on Charles General Hospital. never existed. <laughs> That's what they did on General Hospital. I yeah, mean, they just pretended that poor Charles never happened. So Yeah, that uh, Kevin Collins was up and out of a wheelchair. Last we saw him, he was in a wheelchair and could not Well, walk no, yet. actually, Kevin was uh, moving around with a cane in the last arc. He actually did get out of the wheelchair and was kind of hobbling along, but he was walking. Oh, okay. Hmm. I must have missed that. Or I just did not remember. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, they could be like that. Forget that ever happened. But I, I think I think Patrick would have some some semblance, only because of uh, Cole. Yeah. Mainly. Mainly because of Cole and Marty. And uh, so, yeah, it's... I would like to see him back on there as Patrick. If he decides not to move out to West Coast, which I really don't think he will make the move. Um, another one that's probably opting not to do it is Ray McDonald. And who is the other one that I heard? Um, oh, that's the only ones I heard. David was, Canary. Uh, David Canary? Okay. Well, you know, Joe McDonald, oh, sorry, Ray McDonald, who plays Joe, is an original cast member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. He is, yes. Hmm. But so, and, and of course, and then, you know, all my children's taped in New York the entire time it's been on the air, since uh, 1970, if I'm not mistaken. And Susan and Ray have are original cast members. They've been in New York all this time. They're New, they're New Yorkers. 
all of a sudden they want them to uproot everything and move to California, I can understand why they don't want to go. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they've been in New York part of their whole lives. You know, they, they are New York. Yeah, sir. So I can understand exactly why they would not want to uproot their lives and move out move out to the West Coast. It's very, very, <laughs> very difficult in this stage. And if a lot of people are not going to make the move, what does that mean for the show? I'm not sure. Do I think... Obviously, this is this move is to save all my children. And it's, it is cheaper to tape shows in L.A. than it is in New York. Yes. But as far as cast-wise, is this going to hurt them? It will hurt them. Because I don't think a lot of people have signed on, or a lot of people haven't been mentioned yet. The only yeah. ones I've heard, the only ones I've heard so far that are going to make the move are Bobby Eakes, Melissa Claire Egan, Aiden Turner, Adam Mayfield, uh, Jacob Young. Jacob Young. Well, he lived on the West Coast before, so it wouldn't be that big of a deal for him. Um, I heard Michael E. Knight will make the move. Yeah. That would be that's, nice. That stunned me. So So I was uh that was that was a nice that was a nice treat. So uh I think it's just those that we've heard so far that will make the move. I haven't heard anybody else yet. But it's you know and it's now that, and now that it's going into the West Coast, does that mean Greenlee and Bianca will make a return to the show? Um it's possible because they both live on the West Coast. They're going to have to plug in some holes there somewhere because, you know, Kendall and Zach are one of the show's most popular couples. And, of I course, Susan Lucy why. is all my children. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ray is an original cast member. That's some, that's some big shoes to fill. <laughs> that is some big shoes to fill. And... I don't think any shoes could fill those gaps. There is no way. It's, you know, especially right now, you are most likely going to lose, like, a majority of your cast. You may have to cut it down to a half an hour. Yeah. And I can't think of anybody they could bring back or that that would even begin to, uh, you know, make up for the fact that you're not going to have Erica and Joe Martin and Kendall and Zach. I mean, who is so immensely popular that they'd be like, oh, well, we don't have Erica, and we don't have Kendall and Zach, and we don't have Joe, but this makes up for it. Who who can you say that about? Mm-hmm. You're talking about the f- four most popular characters on the show, practically, right there. Right. I don't know. On that note, I'm going to have to shake my head and sign off. And uh, I want to thank you guys for coming out tonight. And today, I mean, today was like a wonderful turnout. I thought it went great. Lots of lots of backstage stuff, everybody reminiscing about everything. I did hear from Denise Pence when we got disconnected. She was so sorry that it happened. Um, but uh, she wanted to give everybody all of their best um, who attended, everybody who listened. And she thanked everybody for turning out and to the show. Um, hopefully you guys can, uh, there is a way to, well, there is a way. I, you can send it to me. I can send it on to her about what yeah. you guys thought of the show. She wants to know. 
um, so she hopes that it went well by everybody's eyes. Um, so yeah, it was great to hear back from her about that. I was so I was so relieved to hear from her. I was like wondering exactly what was going through her head once we got disconnected. I I like tried and I even emailed her the number to call in on a separate line. So, but at least we did hear back from her on that. So definitely, I am so glad this show went so well today. Yes, it did. And Elvira Roussel was a great co-host. I think she was really enjoying, in fact, I know she was enjoying herself very much. She, she's um, speaking to castmates that she probably hasn't spoken to in a long time, so she yeah. was tickled to death. Yes, she didn't have John Wesley Ship's information, and I did, and I got him on the show, so that, that worked out very, very well for her, and uh, yeah, it was great. It was wonderful that she got to reconnect with him on the show today. And uh, it was it was a lot of reconnection built on the show today with a lot of people, so that was wonderful. And of course, our uh, guest tonight, Judy Evans, funniest woman I've ever met. Yes, what a fun lady. Yes, she is. She is great. What a fun lady. I'm I'm looking forward to also our show tomorrow with Jim Romanovich. Mm-hmm. Make sure you guys tune into that. ATI Worldwide Media and Entertainment President, whose company is producing the Emmys this year. And again, as I said, this, I, I pretty much praise this guy for at least having the opportunity of us seeing the Emmys this year. Yes. Being able to attend them this year. We so, have him to thank for actually seeing it. Yes, we really do. And I really want to know more about it, how he got involved in everything of the sort. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to that tomorrow. It's at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Coast Time, 3 p.m. Central Time, since someone wanted to know what time is it in Central. But thank you so much, Dawn, for coming on, helping us out. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank you guys for tuning into the show, making sure you guys get the latest buzz with Buzzworthy. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.